Good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. Um, I have been really jammed up this morning with some uh, retirement related stuff. Um, I haven't really had a chance to dig into a lot of the Wall Street research out today. There is quite a bit. Uh, I'll try to do that later. Um, but there's enough going on out there to comment on for sure. So let's just dig right into it. Obviously, stocks have made a big move higher overnight. Uh, as I as I tweeted out earlier this morning, I've been hearing some rumors. I don't know how much of it is people talking their book, but I've heard some rumors that uh, there is an expectation for tomorrow's CPI print to be soft. Um, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, which calculates CPI, uh, is adjusting its baselines. I think that this is something they do every year. I really don't want to turn this into a conspiracy. Let's wait and see what the data shows. But given the fact that tech is so sensitive to interest rates um, and given the fact that a soft cpi print even if it's a bogus print uh, would probably make our lives very difficult this is something that i'm forced to take into account um, needless to say we will go into tomorrow even though based on what's going on in the world watching commodity prices you got base metals breaking out to new highs today uh, oil keeps finding bids on every dip agriculture keeps going higher uh, owners equivalent rent continues to accelerate uh, wages continue to accelerate there there is no reason whatsoever that we should see a weak cpi tomorrow if we do i think we have to ask the question are there shenanigans going on here now those of you who have studied fed history uh, study the history of inflation in this country, are probably aware that Nixon's pick for the Fed uh, chairmanship back in the 70s, Arthur Burns, uh, was basically told to change the inflation calculation. Obviously, the 70s were a decade of high inflation. Uh, politicians, incumbent politicians, had to deal with anger on the part of their constituents the entire decade. Um, the story basically goes, I don't even think it's a story, I think it's a well-documented fact, that Nixon basically told Burns to change the calculation. Let's make inflation look less bad than it is. So the U.S. government has a sordid history of doing things like that when inflation realities become uh, untenable for them uh, or inconvenient for them. So it's hardly conspiratorial to suggest that the government may be looking to do the kinds of things that it already did 50 years ago. So again, we, we'll, we'll wait and see what the number looks like. If there are shenanigans in the numbers, they will come to light. Uh, I do not expect the financial media to talk about it. Uh, it's probably the kind of thing that will set Twitter on fire among the bears. The bulls will gloat and say that we're all not not that we're a bear. We're beta neutral, but the bulls will say that the bears are butthurt. Um, so let's just see what happens. But it's something to be aware of. It's something that's definitely got me on tenterhooks. Uh, and again, just the, the chatter out there. Is, and if you look at the price action the last two days, it certainly is suggestive of one of two or perhaps both things. The first thing being that the cook, the books may be cooked here. And number two, a lot of people have been calling, including us for inflation to basically top out in February of 2022. It could just be that people are front running the expectation for a peak in inflation. Uh, it makes sense to me that that could be what the rally the last two days has been all about. I really don't know. But as I said, there is chatter out there that there are some shenanigans afoot with the CPI data. Let's wait and see what happens here. Um, obviously, the NASDAQ is now testing the downtrend line from the January highs, uh, it's it's made a significant move over the last two sessions. It's still pretty well short of the 200 day, um, but 
Every dip today is getting bought. Volume is not great. No surprise there. Um, liquidity has been pretty bad for a while now. We will wait and see. I, you know, being so, you know, being short the QQQ to, to the extent that we are, I kind of came into today expecting us to be down quite a bit in our tracking portfolio. And we're not, we're actually up. Small caps and mid caps are outperforming tech today. Um, commodities are doing well. So the, uh, the, we bought that, uh, that travel and cruise and vacation ETF yesterday, that thing has exploded higher. So we're doing just fine. This obviously gives us the ability to be a little more patient in determining what goes on or what's going to go on tomorrow with the CPI data. We shall see. But let's touch base on a few other things that uh, a few pieces of a few charts and pieces of analysis that I saw out there today. Uh, just touching real quick on the S&P futures. They are testing the top of the Fibonacci box that I've pointed out, uh, that area between the 50% retracement and the 61.8% retracement of the entire January decline. That is obviously major, major resistance. Um, I would be surprised. I'm expecting to see a breakout attempt at some point today. We've gotten very close a couple of times, but I'd be surprised if the breakout, the jailbreak attempt wasn't sold hard ahead of the data. Once the data is out there, we'll obviously know more and the market will be, I think, freer to move. But I think, you know, all the sentiment indicators out there, I tweeted out uh, a few of them today. They suggest that sentiment is actually very balanced. These claims that everyone's too bearish are complete and utter nonsense. All right. Skew continues to puke. People are not paying up for, for crash protection. All right. So sentiment is balanced. I might even make the argument that sentiment has turned bullish, but it seems like for the most part, there's a pretty balanced, balanced positioning, balanced sentiment out there. So we wait for incremental data to kind of guide the next move. Obviously, we, as we always do, we'll, we will respect the price action. We're not going to stand here and argue with the market. We will do what we think is best to protect our P&L. Um, another very notable technical development today, HYG had a big gap to fill from last week. It has filled that gap. Uh, since it touched the top of that gap, it has started to sell off again. So noteworthy there. Uh, oil futures. Uh, a lot of people are turning very bearish on oil. And I understand, like, we've had a big move higher. Price is starting to run up, run out of momentum a little bit. There's that possibility that we've kind of hit peak Ukraine news. I know that there are some very smart uh, geopolitical guys talking about the fact that uh, Russia probably will invade Ukraine at some point. We shall see. We're keeping a close eye on that short-term uptrend line, uh, which is a bit, has been our kind of red line all along. If we break below it, we will dump our energy longs and look to buy them back lower. Um, the S&P 500 is back in long gamma territory. So that's a, posit that's a positive development for everybody. I mean, obviously we are long a lot of SPY against our QQQ short. I would not mind seeing a little, you know, some more calm behavior, a calmer tape. And moving back into long gamma land uh, does that. Remember, when we're in long gamma land, dealers act as brakes on price action in both directions. When we're in short gamma land, they have to chase in both directions. So I think that's a good development for everyone. I don't want to see chaos. Chaos makes it very hard to manage a complex set of trades. Uh, the, the NASDAQ remains in short gamma land. It is climbing closer to that, uh, that break-even line. Uh, will we get to long gamma land? If we get a soft CPI, we probably will tomorrow. Moving on. Let's see here. Uh, there was a, a chart that I tweeted out earlier showing, I think it was from JP Morgan, showing that 
Energy and financials remain deeply discounted relative to the rest of the market. Yes, energy's had this huge move, okay? And a lot of people are out there shorting energy. This is ridiculous. It's overshot. If you look at a chart of energy relative to tech over the last 20 years, I'm really more like the last 16 years, I guess, um, this transition has a long way to go. Uh, it really, really overshot the energy tech ratio sh overshot to the downside in my view. So any dips out there that we do get in energy and in financials to a lesser extent, I think will be a buyer of those. The curve continues to flatten. That is another thing that is supporting tech today. Uh, we had that twos ten steepen run. We got out of it for a small profit. We were very lucky to do so. Probably not going to wade into that one again anytime soon. Uh, I mentioned that base metals are breaking up breaking topside today. That's obviously a, a vote of confidence for, for global growth as well. Now, that may just be whistling, whistling past the graveyard, but there are serious supplies issues out there for base metals. So just like with oil, supply just isn't keeping up with demand, uh, even in the slowing economy. Um, I mentioned sentiment indicators before. The B of A bull bear indicator is right back in the middle of the range. Uh, it is very neutral. On average, across all the major sentiment indicators, we are right back at the 50th percentile. Um, one other chart on sentiment that I did share was the Goldman Sachs bull bear market indicator. It has rolled over from what looks like a cyclical peak. When that happens, it usually does mean that we are in a new global bear market. So of all the, of all the sentiment indicators out there, most of which are fairly neutral, this one was pretty, um, pretty clearly bearish. The city U.S. economic surprise index is back to neutral levels. But, you know, I always... I'm always a little bit skeptical as to how important this indicator really is. I mean, we've had upside surprises for so long. Everyone downgraded their growth expectations for, you know, back in 2020, they downgraded their expectations for growth for, you know, out into 2021, 22, 23. So that has all kind of caught up now and we're back to neutral. So I, I think my guess is that especially if credit markets remain under stress, we are probably going to see negative surprises, both in terms of economic numbers and in terms of earnings revisions. Uh, one other chart that I'll mention, um, the weight of the top 10 names in the S&P 500 has, it hasn't hit all new all-time highs, but it has blown past where we were in 2000, 1999-2000. So those top 10 names making up a, an enormous amount of weight in the overall index. We've talked about that a lot. I think it's overshot a lot. I think it's coming down. We shall see. All right, so that'll do, that'll do it for us today. Apologies, I couldn't dig into more of the, the Wall Street research today, but we will uh, touch base on that tomorrow. Have a great day.